The Artist Life Podcast is brought to you by Real Creative Heart. Heavy the head that reps the crown. With love, your greatness is found. So rep your crown. Live from Greensboro, North Carolina, Art is Life. Welcome to the Art is Life podcast with your host, Russell C. Holt, where we sit down with artists from all career fields and we discuss their perspectives on their art and what it means to them in life. So sit back, have fun, and enjoy the ride. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Art is Life with me, Russell C. Holt. I am joined with um, another alumni of UNC Greensboro. Well, the first alumni I've had on here actually is not another, but um, a fellow, a former student from UNC Greensboro um, who is behind the scenes of my upcoming uh, showcase scenes for the MFAs and the BFAs acting. Um, by the time this comes out, they'll probably be done. Um, but uh, he is a former actor and now a director and filmmaker himself um, in LA now, currently in Los Angeles. Um, and, you know, he still comes back, pays it forward to the the uh, current students, um, and he's been, how long have you been doing this? The See, I graduated in 2012, that was my first year doing it, so, okay. so every year since 2012. Okay, so that's about uh, nine, like nine years, I believe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost 10 years doing this, um, well, technically, maybe it would be 10, because going into 2022, yeah. but either way, yeah, yeah, but, but yes, um, Yes, it's without tenth year anniversary. Yes, tenth year anniversary. So he is the man behind those great scenes that you see, um, that you will see of me and my fellow student uh, cohort uh, classmates and the BFAs as well. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Thomas Mendolia. Mendolia. I didn't want to butcher the name, That's so okay. <laughs> it gets butchered all the time. Yeah. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I really oh, appreciate it. No problem. Pleasure's all mine. Um, so with, uh, before we jump into any, everything, if you just want to talk about like how where you, you how you started, um, went from acting to directing, or like what your background is and yeah, how you yeah. got into filmmaking. Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll try to keep it brief. I mean, it kind of. It runs the gamut all over the place, but basically, I I started out skateboarding in Elkin, North Carolina, which is up, up the road a few hours, um, and I would film skate videos, and that's kind of how I got into filmmaking and editing was filming skate videos with friends and trying cool cutting techniques. And I look back at it now, and I'm like. Oh, this is a little, little, little embarrassing. But also, you can kind of see where I, I guess I came from. I was just having fun with it. It was something that was fun that I never considered as a career. Filmmaking was always just a like a hobby or mm -hmm. something. Um, so it came time to figure out what I want to do. And I also performed in high school here and there. So acting um, was at the forefront of my mind. Um, I went to UNC Greensboro auditioned for the BFA program, got in, and 
went through the whole program. And um, I still think back, I mean, even 10 years ago, being here, those the three like the years that I was here, I I learned the most of in, in regards to culture and music and film, and I was I just soaked it all in. Um, and while I was here, I kind of got back into filmmaking a little bit with friends, going out shooting short films, shooting little things behind the FedEx over there. Um, <laughs> So and you were a part of those uh, skateboarders we see all the time. Did I, I, I hung the skateboard up, and this was all – we actually did, like, a weird little fight scene back there. It, yeah, don't tell FedEx, but, um, yeah, a lot of, like, guerrilla-style filmmaking. And just uh, – we were kind of making it up as we went and didn't really have any – uh, uh, form formal training. Um, so then in Michael Flannery's class, acting for the camera, that's kind of, uh, I kind of was a self-appointed, um, uh, person behind the camera. Like, I, I you know, me and another, uh, guy named Chris Raditz in our class, that we would be the people who would film and constantly, um, create all the different scenes and that's when we started trying new things in the classroom setting Mm -hmm. um so then after graduating it came time to move to new york city um tried to you know auditioned and acted a little bit but still filmmaking was at the forefront of my mind actually Mm -hmm. at that point and um the jobs that i was getting to pay the rent were film jobs Mm -hmm. um i started filming uh, bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah and weddings. Um, those those horrible <laughs> years of my life. <laughs> uh, and then went into public access news in Brooklyn and filming short documentaries and all different sort of uh, uh, different sort of life around Brooklyn type things, mm-hmm. which was still one of the best jobs I've ever had. Um, but while doing that, acting sort of faded out and I started filming more short films and trying to uh, be a lot more serious about doing a short and I, I, I there, there was a certain point and I think it was about four or five years after moving to New York where I looked at all my films and tried you know they were trying to submit them out to festivals and I looked at them all and I was like these are all the same there's something missing I'm not, I'm not doing it right mm-hmm. and that's when I uh, uh, decided to go back to school and I went to, I applied to a few graduate schools. Um, AFI was my top choice at the time um, and USC was my second choice. Um, And I ended up getting waitlisted to AFI and waitlisted to USC Mm -hmm. actually. But AFI's waitlist is if nobody drops from the original um, selection group, whatever, you don't get in. and which that was the case. And USC's is if you're waitlisted, you're pretty, you're in. You just go the next semester. Okay. So they admit about sixty students every semester. So details that are not necessarily important. But I ended up going to USC, and uh, yeah, and and it solidified everything. And I was like, this this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to direct movies, and this is what I want to do for forever and ever and ever. So. Um how important was it that you had that background as an actor ahead of time? Like, Huge. Yeah. yeah. Huge. <laughs> yeah. It was, and I still, um, 
still look back at that and and I just feel so like there there are there's a huge part of me that's like oh did I waste my undergraduate degree and then I had to go back and get a film degree and like flip-flop no I think that the undergraduate degree in acting has only supported my um directing um Mm -hmm. I can't tell you I don't know if people from USC are going to potentially listen to this but I can't tell you how many students are afraid of Mm -hmm. actors of when they, really? they when they get into the rehearsal room, like we would have a class, um, it was one of the directing classes, and you have to bring in your actors and do a live rehearsal in front of the class, and the teacher will kind of chime in as like, you know, try to try to do it this way, don't do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just so many instances where they get the actors up and they are like looking to the professor, and they don't, they're 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 lost. I don't know if it's being around the. Um, the class at all, but they, they're, they're very, um, fearful of actors and maybe not fearful. It's just an uncomfortability. And then I, coming from UNCG, I'm right up there. Hey, what's mm-hmm. up? What's going right. on? Let's work. And I know that this is a process and it's not like I'm going to say one magic word and all of a sudden the performance is going to be exactly what we all thought it was going to be. I, I understand that. Um, it, it, we're, we're all of us going to find it together in the room. Um, I might not have all of the answers. I have suggestions. Um, but, um, yeah, acting has really, really been um, helpful in directing. That's yeah. interesting you say that some directors or most directors that you would think are afraid of actors. Oh, yeah. or, or is it more so that they were looking for someone to tell them what to do with the actors? or Possibly. Um but also I did see that there are a lot of directors who are all about the camera. Mm-hmm. And I watch their films and the shots are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then when I see them on set, uh, there was a lot of time at USC, you kind of, you crew on other people's sets mm-hmm. and you're, you're, you're kind of working all different uh, fields and being with each other. So I could see other people's sets and you're, everyone's like looking and they're meticulously making this shot that's like stunning. Mm-hmm. And then it's time to, like, direct the actors, and they'll give line readings. They'll say, stand exactly here, do exactly this. Mm -hmm. And there's no uh, – what I'm trying to say is oftentimes it's a lot more camera-heavy and visual-heavy and less about the performances. So then when it came to – came time for mine, it started out – way more performance heavy and the camera was just like I don't really care what the camera does it's just gonna float around and that's what I was learning at school Mm -hmm. I knew I was going back to school to learn about camera movement um story how can I tell a story in 60 seconds how can I tell a story in um, an hour and a half whichever Mm -hmm. um but uh, uh yeah it was I was very much performance heavy in the beginning and then started learning the camera stuff a little bit later. I mean, I had that knowledge from my time at UNCG mm-hmm. and I, I, I kind of knew shots and, um, but I, but I didn't know how to use a shot to tell the story. Kind right, of thing. right, right, right. Not completely. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so when you are creating films now, do you, create your own like do you write your stuff or do you collaborate Um, with people and no and I uh I wrote my stuff initially because that 
way I could make the stuff I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know many writers. Right. Um, and I also, well, I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> writers are great. Um, uh, it's also like, I, I, I know this type of, I know the style, I know exactly what I want to do with it. And it's, it's really difficult finding that right person who writes the way you want to direct. And if not, if, and if they don't write that certain way, it's hard to find a person who you're able to direct. Mm -hmm. Writers are more difficult to direct because oftentimes they've written it before you've even come on board. Right. Um, I'm meandering. Back to the question. Oh, it's, uh, it's no, I don't necessarily. I used to write my stuff at the beginning of school. Uh, um, while I was at UNCG. And all the stuff out in New York, and then at the beginning of USC, I wrote all of those. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, it wasn't until my summer of my junior year and then on into my senior year mm -hmm. at USC that I started directing things that other people have written, mm -hmm. which is a total challenge in itself. But now going out into the public, like the, the thing that I – that I ended up selling and which is going to be my first feature film which is my thesis film it was a horror film yes. I didn't write that okay. but I did but the person that I'm working with is spectacular and we talk all the time maybe even a little too much um, <laughs> about we like the same things and we're always on the same page so it worked in that regard um, so going out into the professional world Technically, no. Uh, my uh, my very first feature film. I will. I am just Thomas Mendolia, the director. Gotcha. Um, will I get back to writing? I think I will. Mm -hmm. I do like writing. Mm -hmm. I've written a couple screenplays. Okay. Um, they need a lot of work, yeah. but um, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. currently I'm currently writing as well. Um, uh, like a TV series. Um, oh, nice. Based on us, basically. Semi autobiographical, autobiographical, I can't even say the word. Autobiographical, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes. I'll definitely be chalk cutting that. Part don't put that, don't put autobiographical <laughs> in the script, <laughs> right? Yes, but yeah, so some uh, kind of on my life, you know, as far as acting is like my journey through acting and oh, it's great living and like coming from where I came from and then um, getting you know to you know, trying to get to where I'm trying to go. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I've written four episodes so far. That's so, great. Uh, TV is ambitious. <laughs> yeah. So give yourself some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I actually, I haven't written, I haven't wrote um, on it since the summer because I've been busy being in grad school and whatnot. But, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I, I am trying to finish it and everything and, you know, go from there and see what happens. Type That's great. Deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, that's that's really exciting. Getting yeah. back to what you had mentioned, I was going to bring it mm -hmm. up later, but since you segued in there, just threw it in there a little bit. It's your thesis uh, film. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Want to talk a little bit more about that, if you can? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was a. It's been, it's been really weird. I think weird is the best word for it mm -hmm. because wild and weird and crazy and it just was completely unexpected so I try to keep it keep the journey short but basically 
Um, there is a class at USC. They're all numbered. So this class is called 546. Mm -hmm. And 546 is a class where uh, USC will fund every semester three short films. Um, they're about $12,000 in budget each. And if you want to direct one of those, which I knew starting out as a – like my very first semester, I was like, I, I want to do one of those. Mm -hmm. um, you have to take a lot of classes – a certain amount of classes, and then, uh, so usually the people who are directing 546s are juniors and seniors, mm -hmm. the people who are have, have done a lot. So there's really not a lot of chances to direct a 546, and so there's a, a whole process of pitching these, uh, if you want to do one of those. Basically, um, the writers will submit all uh, scripts, so the faculty gets about 100, 150 scripts or so. Mm -hmm. um, and then from those scripts, they're read and vetted, and uh, about 20 are picked. And then simultaneously, if you want to direct, if you, uh, you submit your reel, your directing reel of your previous work, mm -hmm. and um, I think you submit a resume. I can't remember. I think it's just a reel. Um, and again, hundreds of directors submit. Nine are picked on a short list, mm -hmm. and those nine directors are sent those 20 scripts. And you, so as one of, as one of the shortlisted uh, folks, um, I was uh, read the read those scripts, read all of them, figure out which one you think you can do, mm -hmm. and you pitch it in front of the all the faculty uh, and then some students from the previous 546 semester. Um, it's a daunting process. Sounds it's like very it. terrifying. <laughs> um, and uh, I actually pitched twice. Uh, the first time I pitched, I, I pitched something that I probably should never have pitched. Mm -hmm. um, it's directing is almost similar to acting type. Okay. You kind of want to pair it with something that you want to direct stuff that you know. Mm -hmm. From and that the uh, not necessarily you can't direct different things in the future, mm -hmm. but the first thing going into five forty six or doing something, you want to direct something from that you know. So the second time I pitched, I really read them, and there was one script called Mister This for That, which I was like, this sounds <laughs> this sounds silly, but after reading it, it is it was about a a, a girl who finds a monster in her closet. And the monster asks, uh, grants her wishes, but takes something in return. Mm. This for that. So, um, I had never done a horror film. I never really liked horror films. Um, so my pitch was, I'm going to take this, amp up the stakes to where she sacrifices her brother, and then the third wish, she actually gets eaten in the end. Because I thought. Um, I grew up in North Carolina. I grew up in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. Mm -hmm. Cautionary tales and Brothers Grimm fairy tales were a, a big part of my childhood. Mm -hmm. And I thought if the Brothers Grimm were alive today, this would be a short film. And they were making short films. Mm -hmm. This would be a cautionary tale. Um, so that was the basis of my pitch, uh, expanding it out also into – a girl trying to navigate a, div a family that's being torn apart by divorce mm -hmm. as a child of divorce myself. So that was me trying to put some personal um, 
personal aspects of myself into the film. Um, and then this sort of Brothers Grimmy sort of thing. So really it was just a short that um, that was going to be my thesis film. That was going to be my final film at USC. And um, I was going to go off and keep doing other short films. Right. Um, I had actually, while we were shooting that short film, I had applied for USC is part of the Sloan Science Foundation. The Sloan Science Foundation is a uh, foundation that grants uh, big f- short film grants to, I think, five different schools. There's like NYU, Carnegie Mellon, USC is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can apply for it, and and then and I actually got one of the grants, and it was a grant for about twenty thousand dollars to do a short film. Nice. So that I was like, great, I'm going to do Mister This for that. And then after Mr. This for That, I'll go off and do this short film. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, that's uh, – I thought Mr. This for That was just going to be over, mm-hmm. and I put it over, put it aside. We'd submit it to fil- fil- uh, film festivals and stuff, and then I would go off and do this next one. Right. Um, but with, that is not what happened. No, not, not, <laughs> not entirely. But that's what I would recommend mm-hmm. also to anyone, any filmmaker or anything actually, an actor – if you have an audition or if you have a film, whatever, whatever you have, like whatever project's going on, when you finish it, uh, set it aside and forget about it and really focus on the next thing because it can be depressing to hang on to okay, something yeah, I was that you ask, just so finished. I was going to ask why, why would you why Yeah, I mean, that? if I finished Mr. This for that, the short, and then just like didn't do anything and then really try like focused on why aren't you watching my old thing? Because people are only concerned with – Okay, that was really cool. What are you doing now? Right. What have you done for me lately? Exactly, as Janet Jackson says. <laughs> uh, wise words. Yes. Um, so, uh, so basically, I, I we shot the film over the fall. I graduated in December, and started getting. Uh, we we also have a showcase mm-hmm. at USC called First Look. Mm-hmm. After the showcase came out, which was not until uh, February or March or something like that. The next day, I got an email from an agency um, and uh, got represented by them. And then I got a call from a manager, got repped by him. And um, from there, they learned that Michael, who's the writer, owns the uh, intellectual property for the script. Mm -hmm. So they signed him, too, Mm -hmm. because technically he owns the idea of the screenplay. Right. And uh, from then they were like, okay, do you have a feature idea? And luckily Michael and I had sat down and chatted about it, and we went and outlined it. They immediately sent us out to pitches for producers. Mm-hmm. Um, we pitched around, uh, and we had a lot of interest. And, um, and then with those producers that had interest, we then pitched with them to studios. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately we landed at a studio called, um, I think I could say it. Yeah, I could say it. <laughs> Starlight, um, which they just came out with Mali- uh, James Wan's *Malignant*. Mm-hmm. Um, *Midway* was another one of their films. And oh, um, I saw *Midway*. That's yeah. that's the one with the they're fighting. For Aaron the, Eckhart, the, I think. The, the fighter, like the for yeah, yeah. during uh, Pearl Harbor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, on the Pacific front mm-hmm. of World War Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the Battle of Midway. Yes. Um, yeah, so um, 
all of that happened in the span of about a week or two. It was that's why I'm saying it was really weird because yeah. I just was a student and then all of a sudden it just was like yeah, and that's that's crazy like how so you can attest to like how quick like your life can change you know, yeah. just like that like and speaking to that I'm just thankful that we were prepared enough to have thought about an idea for the feature film. Mm-hmm. And also there, it was during COVID, so all of our pitches were on Zoom. On Zoom. Mm-hmm. So we were able to have our whole pitch, mm-hmm. which is about a 20-minute pitch mm-hmm. where we both alternate paragraphs of speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, maybe going back to my acting, I don't know, but it was we were pitching on Zoom and reading from a script and it's yeah. really difficult to be like, a girl gets sucked into a closet yeah, and the yeah. closet door slams shut. <gasps> Silence. <Yeah. laughs> You're trying to create suspense right. while describing this whole thing. Um, but, it, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. For, for those who may not know what pitching is exactly, did you want to? Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, it's really the process of selling your idea. Um, it's, uh, I mean, I had kind of just, I knew a, I knew the process of pitching but I had just learned about exactly what they were, uh, like requiring what what they were expecting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Like on the days in the room Mm -hmm. in front of these like studio execs who I've seen their names in big credits. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are like the, the key talk talking points you have to, it's basically, so what they're sent is first, they're sent the short film, and then before our meeting, and then they're also sent, um, I created a pitch packet, sort mm-hmm. of uh, PDF slideshow document mm-hmm. kind of thing, which is so basic. Mm-hmm. There's like barely any words. I got a little selfish and I wanted to put a director statement on the end of it, <laughs> which was like three to four sentences of how I visually saw the film. I mean, you can see visually how I wanted it in the short film because right. I – there it is, right there. This right. is how I want to do it. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, they 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 got sent those two things, and then immediately you you get in the room, and the producers start talking first, and they're like, "Great, we came across this thing, we love it so much, we think it would be a great blah blah blah," um, and uh, yeah, take it away, Thomas and Michael, and we're like, <laughs> "Cool." So we the first paragraph was relating. Um, was talking about sort of the emotional aspects and the the, the personal aspects of why us. Mm-hmm. I think that's a key thing with pitching is you want to say why you should be the one doing this film. Right. Because um, also, too, it's just about, like, work because they're going to be working with you, right? So it's like, exactly. Well, like, make sure you're not an a-hole. That's so. true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, uh, that's the first thing I said is I am not an a-hole. <laughs> this is Mr. This for that. Um uh, so, yeah, uh, then the rest of it really is the story. Mm-hmm. It starts out, we start out with blah, 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 blah. And she goes through this, and here's the whole story, and then there's the wrap-up. Done. And then we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ask questions, and we answer them to the best of our ability. Some of them are more geared towards the producers, where they're like, what's the budget like? Where are you thinking of filming? And they're like, we haven't really, you know, yeah. Uh, so, so we didn't think we would get this far. We didn't so. think we were going to get this far. <laughs> well, that's the that's the thing that we learned, which is wild, is we were trying to sell a feature based off of a short film. Mm-hmm. And Michael and I are two novice filmmakers. Mm-hmm. That's a huge 
that's a huge gamble for a studio. Right. Typically, studios are going to be buying stuff. If 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 there's one novice person, they're going to be buying something with like a big actor attached mm-hmm. already. Right. Also, we didn't have a script yet. Mm-hmm. That's another setback of like, cool. Where's the script? And we're like, well, the you know. The, we are hoping that the studio will pay us to write the script rather than us writing it on spec. Right. And I should I shouldn't say us. Technically, Michael is the writer. I am not listed as the right as the writer on the project. I am offering notes, yeah. directing notes. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, uh, it, it was it was definitely a wild process, and the and the questions. Um, I don't think there were really any questions out of left field. Um, there are a lot of suggestions, crazy suggestions, but you just kind of nod your head and you say, yeah, that's a really great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, go think about it or do what you're going to do to begin with. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> cut that, cut that. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Does that, does yeah, that yeah, answer? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pitching? So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so, so obviously they liked it. They, they believed in you enough believed in both of you guys, um, despite being novice filmmakers, to go ahead and green light it. Um, and so now what are what's the next steps? Yeah, so so um, it was greenlit. There was an article put out. It, that's when it got real, and that's when I started sweating, <laughs> is there was, like, an article put out in Deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, my name is right there. <laughs> it's just really it's like bizarre. Um, so... Uh, but yeah, so Michael has been writing, Mm -hmm. um, he, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what draft number we're on, but basically we're writing within, um, with the producer. So it's me, uh, the two producers and Michael and, um, our manager who is an executive producer now on it. Um, I think I could say that. Yeah, I can say that. Uh, and it's the five as long of as you're us. Not saying names. <laughs> no, no names. Um, but it's the five of us. Yeah, it was in the deadline article. Yeah. I could say it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's the five of See, us. He's still getting used to this. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I don't want to be like a Tom Holland where I like reveal something that I'm not supposed to. But um, um, yeah, so it's basically the five of us. Michael writes a draft, and then we all chat on a Zoom call about it, and we give notes. And we're on um, we're on four or five or something like that. Um, I can't remember. Um, but it's getting t- closer to the point where once the producers deem it good enough, we send it out to the studio. The studio will probably have their own set of notes, and we'll work on it with them until they greenlight it. Okay. And uh, that's that's pretty much where my where I come in is when it gets greenlit. That's when I start. Gotcha. So, so Everything. it could be any like any any day or, or not yeah. any day necessarily, but it could be coming up soon. So, like you just got to be ready when they call and be like, "It's yeah. time to start filming." I mean, the, it, these things take so much time, and I didn't even realize how much time they took. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just it could be any day. It could be months from now. That's the other thing is trying to get an, now. I'm trying to get another wood in the fire. That's a that's a phrase, right? Yeah, it is now. It is now. Wood in the no. There's a there's a real phrase with something about fire, but I'm gonna use wood as yeah. an example. Put more wood in the fire yeah. so I can um, maybe have a couple projects going at, right. on at the same time. Yeah, I was gonna ask like, so like, are you able to go out and do other things? Yeah, yeah. I have so much free time. I mean, I'm 
Um, I, yeah, I, I ended up shooting that short film for the Sloan Science uh, Grant. Um, we shot that back in July, so that was great and gave me something to do. And we've been um, we've been in post production on that for a while. And I think we were trying to lock it lock the picture before I came out here, and I'll probably lock it as soon as I get back. It's that's pretty close. Um, and then go into sound design and color and all that stuff in the nice. spring. Yeah. Um, so so like. Now, what you waiting for when you're wait, while you're waiting for that to be greenlit? Um, so you do like side projects, and, like to stay financially stable or something. Yeah, like yeah. I, I work as a an assistant editor, okay. which is great because I can work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, actually, yeah, that's the reason why it's great. I can work from home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah I, and I sometimes I'll do side editing gigs. That was the other thing is I editing has sort of been a consistent thing throughout my um, filmmaking endeavors, even before UNCG, mm-hmm. for the skate videos that I, I edited a right. lot. And that has always been something that I've been able to, I don't want to say cash in on, but that's that's been a something that I've been able to make use of. Make use sure. of, yeah, and fi- uh, financially, mm-hmm. and be able to s- support our uh, our little family nice nice yeah. now be so because i've heard like directors when it comes to film making and like making films like they usually don't get a say when it comes to the editing like is, is that true for your case as well or i'm gonna assume so mm-hmm. i mean well mm, so it's it's it, i think it's complicated and it's case by case um i know the cohen brothers edit their own films but i also heard that they had to join the editors guild in order to do so mm-hmm. there's a lot of union things that um that can uh come into play right in this sort of uh in, in filmmaking and so in regards to mr this for that i'm i i would say yeah i i do get a direct i i will get a director's cut um but I do think the studio gets a, gets the final right, cut. Right, right, right. Um, so I mean, I, I, and look, I I think that that's that's quite common across the board, except for you've got filmmakers like Jeff Nichols, who's known for Mud or Midnight Special, or most recently Loving. Mm-hmm. Um, that's um, He's one of my one of my favorites. <laughs> if you're listening, Jeff, uh, <laughs> call me. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> he he's always gotten final cut on all of his films, mm-hmm. which has been he's always worked on such a level that he's able to uh, it, at an indie level that he's able to have final cut and shoot on film and like sort of the directing dream almost. Yeah, um, yeah I heard um, I forgot his name. Um, he's a director. Um, one of my classmates did him. Uh, he did the Dune original Dune, and he didn't like. David Lynch? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He does that now. Like, he, oh. like he you know. Um, I'm sure David Lynch yeah. gets Final Cut. Yeah. So, um, because he didn't like the way that they would edit stuff the way, you know. Yeah. I mean, I love working with editors. That is a tricky thing because I am an editor. Mm-hmm. I do want to just, let me just sit down and let me just, let me cut it the mm-hmm. way I want to cut it. Um, but you, if I were to do that, I would lose 
something so invaluable, and that is uh, another person's perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm, I really feel that I'm one of those director. I, th- I think it's, I think it's very invaluable. It's the only word I can think of right now. Um, it, it is getting other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite stories is the Indiana Jones story where they're shooting the scene in the classroom and Harrison Ford, it's the introduction to Indy and he's in front of the classroom and all the girls are like dreamy eyed watching him because he's Harrison Ford. Um, And then they, the, uh, the camera dollies by uh, uh, like a close up of one of the girls and she closes her eyes and it says love on one eyelid and you on the other eyelid. Mm -hmm. And that was a idea from the first AD on the set. He leaned over to uh, Stephen. Was like, "You should have. She should have love you on her eyelids." And there's, and, and they did it. I think that is just such a great example of filmmaking. Is it's not just my opinion, or uh, it's not just me saying this is. It's going to be this and this and this. Mm-hmm. It's me listening to absolutely everybody, and then funneling and almost composing. You know, a little bit of this guy's opinion, a little bit of this woman's opinion, a little bit of everybody. Just sort yeah. of, um, uh, uh, and then making funneling it into a cohesive idea. Right. Um, it's all about collaboration. Exactly. Stuff like that. The c word, collaboration. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, and editing is no different. I, I I would lose an invaluable cut. So I I, I like to, um, uh, you know, there's for the first cut is the assembly cut, which is to the script. So I basically shoot all the shots that I think I need to that that I think I need, and um, then the editor takes it and I sort of go away mm-hmm. and they make an assembly cut which always makes you want to vomit because it's it's a first cut it's just they're like oh my god this movie sucks now I'm never gonna <laughs> this is this is the worst thing in the world yeah. um, and then they take that cut and they do magic to it and they I like for them to come up with an editor's cut and they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. They can change scene orders, they can cut scenes, cut lines, they mm-hmm. can accentuate uh, certain moments and end it a certain and end it a different way if they want. They could play the whole movie and whatever. Right. Uh, and that is so so fantastic because you get to see something you never thought you would ever see um, and you never even thought of. And not all of it might work, but you can pick and choose. Like, I really like what you did here for this scene. Let's keep that. And mm-hmm. then from that, from the editor's cut and the assembly cut, and you you sort of uh, mold a director's cut from that. Um, and then after the director's cut, then the producers come in and chop it all up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, kidding. The director's cut's usually really long, and yeah. the producers are like, you don't need this, you don't need this. Oh, yeah, I saw that Zack Snyder's... Justice League. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did not. I did not watch that. Very long. (laughs) I can imagine what it would be like. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So just to dive a little bit into the actual job of your filmmaking, like directing. Mm -hmm. So directing would be more what you would be categorize yourself as. Absolutely. uh, Like a film, a film director. Um, So your your contribution to the project is you 
pick the shots. Um, you do you like set up the blocking and yeah. stuff like that. Yes, and, yes, um, and yes, and, and, and yes. Is and there anything else that that I don't do, or like no. <laughs> that you like that you do to make it come out as your vision? Everything. I mean, it's it's a bit of everything. Yeah. You like work with everybody. Pretty yeah. Much, yeah. I mean, there's there are there are certain directors who, you know, they're more this heavy or they're more that heavy. Um, like I know, um, I don't want to speak for Wes Anderson, but you can see from his films, he's all he like production design is very very important to his mm-hmm. uh, his, his Michael films. Bay explosions. Michael Bay explosions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, that I, I, I do. That's one of the things that I love about it is I I do have a hand in all all fields. I speak. I have long, lengthy conversations with each head of department, with the production designer, and that's something that's actually been interesting me even more by every every film that I every do every film that I do there were films that I had done uh my first time at USC or like my first films that, that just sort of like production design ah, just uh, I don't know put a curtain over there or do do whatever um only until these recent films have I really been paying attention to it, and it is it is so much fun, mm-hmm. and it's so much fun to tell a story with the wallpaper or um, the, the Mr. This for that wallpaper is actually I have that in my living room now. Oh, nice. We hung that up, which is a little terrifying, but um, yeah, production design and sound is is so incredible, and sound design uh, just a little tidbit of something that I just find so cool is so Mr. This for that is this creature in this closet Mm -hmm. and as he moves we wanted to create an otherworldly sound of like creaking bones he's not really a human Um, so we I went uh, I lived in Chinatown at the time I bought a frozen octopus and uh, we had a Foley session uh, I don't know, for those of you who don't know what Foley is, it's basically you're in a room with a whole bunch of random objects creating the sounds for the film that are often not what you're seeing. So it, uh, uh, it, it, you're, you're, you're faking a lot. It's, it's, it's amazing. YouTube Foley, it's, it's just really, yeah. really cool to see. Um, so, for example, we ended up using a frozen octopus, and I put it in front of the microphone, and we watch a monitor of our cut and every time he would move i would unpeel a leg of the octopus so we got a little bit of a slimy sound and we got a really cool creaking sound of like the ice coming apart mm-hmm. um yeah that that that's that's something that i uh i get a kick out of is sound yeah. design and foley work and what did you stuff. do with the octopus after? <laughs> oh, I think I, uh, I can't remember. I think we threw it, either threw it away, which I feel terrible for the octopus. Actually, now I go back and say that I am. I feel like wasn't there an article came out that octopus are like sentient beings and they have emotions and feelings and I maybe we should cut that whole bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm it was sure. already dead when yeah. I bought it. I didn't go catch an octopus yeah. and I feel terrible about it now emotionally, but. <laughs> Um, well, that's cool though like yeah cuz it came up with a really cool sound yeah um and uh yeah the uh uh yeah I, 
then the uh, the sound mix and raising certain raising the music at certain points and dropping the dialogue at certain points and real it like the film is like every t- every time you do something it just sort of gets better and better and better i mean a lot of people think you know you shoot it and you get into the editing room and you're like oh there it is mm. no way like sound design brings it to a whole nother level and then the music comes in you're like oh my gosh we got a, yeah. like a movie now yeah. and then it just uh yeah meandered a little bit again but directing wise i love talking to everybody yes and i love getting everyone's idea about something and funneling it into something yeah so i uh you spoke to shots that's something i also love doing now is storyboarding and mm-hmm. working with a storyboard artist and um coming up with uh with my dp coming up with the the storyboards and exactly how the scenes are gonna go and the uh transitions between each scene and um yeah you yeah nice. do everything um so for this for that the short film is it available or you just you got you gotta keep it under wraps until Not, the feature film comes it out? is available um it is available privately i i am able to send it so it's been out to film festivals mm-hmm. um it's not currently playing at one right now so i couldn't direct someone to go watch it but um, just wait for the feature film. <laughs> I would wait for the feature film because we did have, we went through some legal work with Starlight, and I think Starlight now owns. I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> the, the, the short might be owned by somebody else. Gotcha. And I don't know if I'm able to share it right now, but um, yeah, it 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 it, it, it was playing around at film festivals and keep an eye out because we would potentially put it on a uh, YouTube or a platform like that and, uh, and, and share it around. Cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, um, got a few more questions. Absolutely. Um, appreciate the time. Um, so speaking on, you know, how your life pretty much changed within a week. Um, Oh, it didn't, it didn't. But well, it's but yes. As far as like you know, it's 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 on its way to changing, you know, mm-hmm. and just, or and just like just like you were saying, like being a student and then just being in those rooms with those studios and stuff like that. That's a big change that you yes. Um, yes. Did you prior to this happening? Did you see this happening? No. Anytime soon, or like did no. you see it ever happening? Or what some is of it? my favorite directors, like Ari Aster. Is is one of is someone who I like to watch a lot. He's he did um, Hereditary and mm-hmm. Midsommar, and um, he's got one with I think Joaquin Phoenix coming out next. Um, I like to Ooh, read. I think I know I know that one too. Yeah, it's yeah. With, it's with uh, the guy we we spoke about earlier. Oh great! Oh, <laughs> well then I might have to email you separately and ask what the details are. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, Ari Aster's uh uh definitely influential. I didn't actually get into any horror until I did this mm-hmm. film and now I'm now I watch into it. Yeah. Are specific you, horror. Right, right, right. Yeah. Very specific. Same. Yeah, like, I'm not much of a horror guy. I like more like psychological thriller type yes. stuff. So Twilight yeah. Zone. Yeah. I really Twilight I, Zone is clutch. I loved old Twilight Zone. We treated this show and we're treating the feature like it's an episode of the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. It gets a lot it's less gory and a lot more more psychological. Are you a Black Mirror fan? Oh, 
God. I'm a Black Mirror fan. I loved Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. I loved um, uh, It Comes at Night. It's classified mm-hmm. as a horror film, but I feel like it's more psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, I can say this because it's in the short with Mr. This for that. When it's it's one of those things where you make a wish and then something's taken and only the person, only the wisher is aware of the world changing. So if a person disappears, they disappear from existence. Gotcha. So only Sarah remembers that she has a brother and her parents, no one remembers that they have a brother. So that's the psychological aspect that I... It's like back in the day with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Exactly. <laughs> yes. And yes, I was afraid of the dark. Yes. I was always able to answer yes. The swinging swing set oh, yeah. is terrifying. I, I, funny thing, I, I watched that like a uh, couple like earlier this year, and it's like so not scary anymore. It's, <laughs> but, it, but the it's so funny because the intro is the scariest part yes. of, of yeah. the show. <laughs> goosebumps too. Yes, Goosebumps, yeah. yes. Uh, so I was a, I was a very scared child, mm-hmm. um, and I think yeah maybe that's why I maybe that's why I kind of like going into horror is I'm not necessarily going out to make a horror film. I ended up trying to make a very personal film, and mm-hmm. there happened to be some very scary aspects of right. it. Um, yeah, but um, oh, with with a message yes. underlining. Back to now, back to Ari Aster. Yes, uh, there is. Uh, I, I like to look up directors and see their paths of success and how they came to be or uh, look up their interviews or whatever. And he had some – he had some, his story is he graduated from AFI and had this really great short film, played at great, uh, f- uh, film festivals. But then it, seven years later, he did Hereditary, right. which I was like – I just got out of USC and I've got a lot of student loans to pay. <laughs> yeah. um, I was I was in panic mode. And there's Ang Lee as another one where um, apparently he uh, was sp- spending. He graduated from NYU, but got to a certain point. Um, he went out to apply to accounting school or something, and his wife found out and was like, no, no way, where yeah. you came out here to do this. Mm-hmm. And shortly afterwards, he got his big break and his first feature. That's a real one right there. Yeah. Uh, Ang Lee is pretty spectacular. Um, but, yeah, so I was ready, I think, emotionally, for graduating and starting to try to find some try to find work that would sustain me mm-hmm. and sustain me writing I thought I might have been I might be writing at the time mm-hmm. again I also had that short the Sloan short to focus on right afterwards um, but yeah the immediate future was all that I was looking at in the long distance future um, probably not at the at the best, uh, uh, my parents would probably n- disagree with my methods mm-hmm. here, but the long distance future was not something in my forefront. So when all of this happened, it was just yeah, something that was just really, really great. Right. Yeah. So what is, um, what keeps you going now uh, besides, you know, you gotta get this film <laughs> yeah. uh, up and running, uh, but like what motivates you to continue filmmaking and um, expressing your art form? I mean, I never really 
I, 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 once I once I settled and I was, I was like, I'm going to go to USC, I'm going to do filmmaking, I've never really needed motivation to sort of keep doing it. It's just really about what am I going to do next. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I'm at right now is trying to figure out something, something to do next um, to occupy my thoughts and my mind. And I have a couple ideas um, rolling around and uh, playing off of them with Michael, although Michael's really busy writing. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, anything can be really in- inspiring to me. A good, a uh, good soundtrack, a good movie, a good book, uh, painting, mm-hmm. um, uh, or like an uh, article in the New York times. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a couple ideas working on, uh, working on them right now. And I feel like th- there hasn't been anything that sort of hit me over the head or struck down like lightning of like this is this mm-hmm. is you need to be working on this right, right now simultaneously. Um, um, when it comes to the genres, is horror something you're gonna gear more towards, or it, like what's your main genre that you like to yeah. expand on? I mean, I think talking with my agent, uh, it makes the most sense to be in horror. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, which I don't mind. It's not like I feel tra- I, I would feel trapped, but I also think about it in the sense of a lot of first-time directors. A lot of directors started in horror. I mean, James Gunn, Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele. Um, although Jordan Peele is just s- stellar, and I really <laughs> hope he stays in horror because yeah. it's it, they're 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 amazing or psychological thriller yeah. that world. I'm really excited about Nope. Um, that just signed Hoyt Van Hotema is a cinematographer. Okay. Um, nope is Jordan Peele's new film, and okay. it's it's got a really bizarre poster with this like <laughs> electric cloud over this city. It's it's going to be another really really cool film. Um, but um, yeah, Steven Spielberg uh, started out with uh, Duel, with a thrilling uh, a truck driver chasing down this car it's like almost jaws of the road um and then he did he did he did sugarland express but then he did jaws and yeah so i'm I'm not averse to staying in the horror field because i know the type of horror films i make are not necessarily exactly horror Mm -hmm. i know that they have some other elements to them which might make it easier to Maybe a few films down the line do uh, like a sci-fi thriller or something, mm-hmm. um, or uh, do the new Star Wars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's too many. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, Kathleen Kennedy, if you can hear me, there are too many Star Wars. <laughs> um, but you know, you, you gotta. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's true. They got a big fan base. So. You know what? I'll still watch it. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've watched all of them. So, what does your art mean to you? Like, what? It, what? What? What is? That's a good question. Yeah, like, why? Why filmmaking? Why? Why art in general? Well, there's art in everything, but why filmmaking as your art form? What does that mean to you? I mean, it's. It's who it's it's who I am. I mean, I feel like without it, I would still be. I I I know I would be in the arts somewhere. I would. I I have to be. I've always done everything. I, I've dabbled everywhere. I've dabbled in painting. I've dabbled um, acting. <laughs> um, I've. 
I've kind of done a little bit of everything, um, but and found filmmaking as the ultimate. This is who I am. This is how I can express myself um, wholeheartedly. And uh, yeah, I I, I don't want to necessarily say I'm a control freak, but I do think there is an aspect of directing where I can, uh, you know, work with others and have sort of a sort of an ultimate say over the story that I'm trying to tell. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's life. It's, right. it's the blood in my veins. Yes. It's, uh, there's no op- other option for me, I think. I haven't even thought about it. I, yeah. You know, I always get the question from my parents, have you thought about this? Have you thought about doing that? No. Like, no. I, it hasn't even yeah. crossed my mind. Right. Because right. I know I'm going to be doing this for better or for worse forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Um, it's fun. The, the aspect of a community and a family theater has that same I, I found that in theater too the aspect of having a family doing one project together and creating something is just there's nothing nothing like it I think it's yeah yeah, yeah for sure for sure I would agree I concur <laughs> um, so speaking of like since you, you are an actor and stuff like or you were an actor do you see yourself Get being in your own films, like some, no. like some director. <laughs> no, can never do that. No, I, I have a like I have a hard enough time being behind the camera and focusing all the on all the other things. I watch films like Ben Affleck and mm-hmm. uh, directing himself in movies, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, how how yeah. on earth would you ha- how do you, how do you have the brain capacity to do that? Yeah. Uh, I I just because I, I I come. I, I can only come on set and, and I've already talked about having all those things on your plate and multiple plates spinning at the same time. I can't imagine being like, okay, I'm going to go step in front of the camera now into character. Yeah. Action. No way. You gotta be a different kind of person to do that. I've also seen myself on camera. I'm not, I'm like, I don't believe you. I talk to myself and like, as if I'm somebody else. I don't believe that guy. Right. That guy's lying. Um, well, we are the most critical on ourselves. That's so. true. This is true. This is true. I do watch my movies, and I'm like, oh, should have got this shot. Should have yeah. done this. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, the answer is no. <laughs> not gonna be. Not gonna be in my movies. Um, um, but I love. But I would. I always look for parts. Of friends for friends, um, cool. I my last Sloan film. We had um, a fellow from my UNCG time named Steven Spencer as our lead or as our protagonist. Um, nice, nice. I had never worked with him while I was at school. I've always we we were friends, mm-hmm. but it was like, oh, this role would be really great, and I always try to. It's not just, and it's not about like, oh, I just want to try to do something nice for this person. It is always a hundred percent about a familiar familiarity, mm-hmm. familiarity. I think I said yes. that right. Yes. Um, it's about being familiar and, uh, with that person and on the, on a certain level with them. That ego and all this other stuff can be set aside, and you can say, 
now let's now let's get to work. Right, right. And you can stand being around them, mm-hmm. and you communicate and uh, talk on a different level. I mean, a lot of like going back to Wes Anderson. I don't know why I'm talking about him so much, but um, he was talking about he's I surround myself with my friends, and you're you're essentially that's the best type of filmmaking is you're with your friends and yeah. you're um, making something that you're you're having fun. Right. And you, yeah, that's what it, you don't want to be with around people that you're not going to have fun with. And it, that makes sense to why my most movies you'll see like a bunch of people that are in the same movies, like when like the Adam Sandler movies or like the yeah. Will Ferrell movies, like you see the same actors. In yeah. Them because, yeah, it makes it's sense. about having yeah. fun. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go back on my answer of what filmmaking is to me. And it, it's it's life. Yeah. But it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. I've, um, you know, from a very young age, I. I take things seriously, but I, 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 my parents would say that I don't, and I, I, I like I like to have fun. I like to, um, uh, I, I, I guess this is really the same thing for a lot of people, but I don't necessarily like to be in negative situations or scenarios or constantly surrounded by drama. I like to have fun, and and filmmaking is the most fun thing for me yeah. and I'm constantly surrounded by people that I'm having fun with and creating and laughing and um, joking around on set to an extent yeah yeah but I mean yeah because the life where the world especially now is chaotic and, t- and it's a lot of drama and negativity and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that so like, you can't take yourself too seriously you know it's yeah um, yeah always gotta have that fun and that's what I was reminded of so for this semester is having more fun and being so serious about things. That's a lot of the notes that I give actually as a director to the actors is in this take, forget everything that we've talked about, forget all of that stuff and just have fun and talk to the other person and react to that person and keep having fun. Because if you're not having fun, then why, why are we here? Yeah. Like what's the point you could do? You could be miserable at a a regular job. Exactly. (laughs) There's so many regular jobs that pay way more and you're guaranteed a position there. Uh, you can be miserable all you want. You can be miserable all you want, but (laughs) yeah, if if you're not having fun, then what, then, then, then why are we here? Um, yeah. Having fun. I like to have fun. Directing is fun. Yes. There's just a, an example of it. There was a, there was a day where, spoiler alert, in Mr. This for That, our, our protagonist, Sarah, as all good cautionary tales do, the protagonist is killed or eaten or something in the mm-hmm. end because she didn't learn from her mistakes. So we have the day of her getting sucked into this closet and she's got these like snake tentacles wrapped all around her and she's like screaming and tent like it could potentially be like a very dramatic disastrous day where everyone's really tense like this is the day where sarah's like Mm -hmm. we got to get this really great she's gonna get sucked into the the closet but i only can think back of just how fun that set was Mm -hmm. every time we yelled cut we kind of were joking around like the snakes were it was it's fun this this we're we're playing such make-believe right and we're like Kids with toys yeah, yeah. playing make believe. Yeah, and it keeps you in a positive mi- mental state and a healthier mental state as well. Yeah. I like to have that fun and stuff in between cuts and stuff. I'll always be a child. Yes. And I, I mean, we all technically are children. We just look older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah, like 
Exactly. And you'll see adults that have not changed one bit. <laughs> they just accept <laughs> their outer appearance. They're still children. Yes. Um, but yeah. The good children. Yes. Not the bad ones. Yes. The bullies. Yes. Um, but yeah. Um, cool, Thomas. Uh, just two more questions now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, first question is... Um, what advice or words of wisdom would you have for someone who is trying to be a filmmaker or just someone just trying to succeed in life? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man. Drop the bomb on you. Yeah. You were like, here's this little thing that you can manage, and now here's the entire <laughs> yeah. plate. You know, I like to give you options, you know. <laughs> That's a big option. Um Oh, okay. I mean, you already mentioned one, you know, having fun. (laughs) Yeah, having fun. You know, I mean, you got to love it. I mean, uh, I watch watch these podcasts and watch these behind the scenes of these directors giving advice. And I'm like, I know exactly what I would say if someone were to ask me that. And now you've just asked me that and I have no idea what to say. Uh, No, I I think, um, uh, yeah, okay, I got it. Do it all the time. There's a, there's oh there's that there's there's a lot of advice out there that says if you like if you want to make films go make films. Mm-hmm. I get a little cringed out when they're like go make a film with your iPhone. You can you can absolutely do that. Um, the reason why that gets me a little frustrated is the amount of iPhone films selected at film festivals is not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and also what that does is I, I think they're saying that is like it doesn't matter what kind of camera you have, which is true, mm-hmm. which is very true. If you have a good story, it doesn't necessarily with matter. Good audio. Good sto- exactly. Good story with good audio. It doesn't necessarily matter what kind of camera you have. So I would say go out and film what you can with the equipment that you have, with the means that you have right now. More importantly – tell something personal to you something very you know if like i'm not going to go out and and say something about a a community or say something that's that i know nothing about Mm -hmm. initially i mean uh, unless i go into that community and do like so much research but still do something say stuff that's important to you or that's meaningful to you that you want to say have something to say there's a lot of filmmakers out there who like the idea of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. They like the idea of being a director. They not knocking Quentin Tarantino, but their favorite director is probably Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. If that means anything, where it, it, it if uh, they 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 like the filmmaking aspect, they like the glamour of it. Yeah, but but if 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 that's what's important to you. Maybe you should be a maybe you should be a producer or an agent. I'm not knocking producers or agents; they're really they're really great. Um, but if you want to be a director or if you want to be a writer, the story and the creative part and the craft come first, always. Mm-hmm. I would say story is always at the top of the list, mm-hmm. um, and all the rest of that stuff comes way 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 later camera production design just i yeah if you want to go into it forget about that stuff yeah. just focus on story um and uh and and yeah 
and have fun. <laughs> yes, have fun. And cool. yeah, if you uh, uh, advice to people in life, <laughs> I almost just let you just keep. I should have just let you just keep talking, and then we would have just breezed over this question. I don't know. I, there was a point where I had a lot had advice. Be nice to each other. Be kind. This is the, you don't you're not on this planet long enough to be mean to each other. That takes a lot of energy. It it's does. exhausting. Yes. It's exhausting to deal with angry people. It's exhausted to be angry at someone for what? Yes. It's it's only hurting yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> just be kind. Just be a good person. Help someone out on the street. Do just just Pay it forward, Haley Joel Osment, whatever. Just be a good person. Yes, pay it forward like you're paying it forward for our showcase scenes. Oh, I love doing that. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. yeah. I'll say yes forever and ever. I'll cool, do that. Cool, cool. Um, as long as UNCG has me, I'll, I'll be here. Cool, cool. Well, Thomas, thank you um, for being on here. Uh, thank you. And, yeah, like I said, I appreciate you doing this Um because we don't know each other like that, but now we do. Yeah, well, now we, we do. We have this this archived footage right now. So. And now our scene's going to be this. Our, yes. Your scene's going to be amazing yes, now. The chemistry is is building. Here it is. Yes. Um, so final question. Um, when it's all said and done, mm. however you want to interpret that, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want your legacy to look like? Whoa. Man, the questions here. Um, I want to be looked at as someone who had something to say. Um, I want to be looked at as someone who was kind and caring and compassionate and loyal. I guess I'm trying to say I want to be looked at as a Hufflepuff. <laughs> did you watch the... the uh... Yes, I did. Go Hufflepuff. Let's keep it going. <laughs> I'm not really into sports, but this the, the, this yeah. is my new... This is my sport yeah, now. I, I didn't... I, I, like, flicked through it. I saw uh, Gryffindor get an answer wrong. Spoiler then... <laughs> alert. Hufflepuff's killed. Yeah. <laughs> Just wiped the floor. Nice, Just kidding. Nice. Um, no, like, I... I yeah, I, 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 even if I'm not remembered in down in history as like as a as a big director or whatever, I just hope that I'm remembered by the ones who loved me as uh, as someone they miss. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. That's nice. That's deep. Didn't <laughs> never thought about it that way, but yeah, that's 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 a good one. Well, Thomas, I appreciate it. Um, and yeah, maybe one day we could work together sometime. You know, since we're we're best buds now. Let's try. Um, let's try on Thursday. Yes, we'll we'll Wait. start there and we'll go day? from uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> there we go. This is why I have an AD. Did I talk about the AD role or the producing role, the production? Yeah. Tell me where to go, and I'll be there. Yes. Um, yeah, I'll see you on Tuesday. Yes. Yes. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, by the time this comes out, Tuesday would have passed, but there will be another Tuesday. But 
you get it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so thank you guys for another edition of Arts is Life. Um, as I leave all episodes, um, you guys have a good day and peace, love, and blessings. Thank you.